Welcome to the St. Matthew's Episcopal Church Worship Podcast. My name is Maggie Nancaro, and I am the Assistant Priest for Children, Youth, and Intergenerational Formation at St. Matthew's. St. Matt's is a neighborhood church with a worldwide community in St. Paul, Minnesota. This Sunday is February 6th, 2022. Our texts this week come from Luke chapter 5 and Isaiah chapter 6. You can find the texts on lectionarypage.net or at a link in the show notes. I will say an opening prayer, read the gospel for us, and then you'll hear audio from the sermon as it was preached on Sunday. Finally, I'll guide us in a spiritual practice to conclude our time together. Please join me in prayer. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. This is the Gospel according to Luke. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. Please be seated. Simon says, Master, we have worked all night, but caught nothing. And Isaiah says, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. Simon Peter and Isaiah echo similar sentiments this morning. Futility and exhaustion, a sense of being unworthy and not very good at this life that they are living. 
And I'm guessing that this is a feeling that we all can identify at one time or another. Regardless of what's going on in your life right now, I think we've all flirted with the futility of our efforts. We know that that is a dangerous place to be. Futility can make us begin to doubt so much. Not only what we can do, but who we are. And if anyone, even God, is out there paying attention. I wonder if you are experiencing futility now, or if you have experienced it before. Is there anywhere in your life where you are about ready to give up and walk away? In today's scripture readings, God interrupts both Simon and Isaiah with a call to go deeper, to be sent, to be transformed. In Isaiah's intense and frightening vision of the throne of God, an angel literally burns away the shame he carries, so that when God asks who will go, Isaiah responds, here I am, send me. As Simon cleans his nets, Jesus is teaching on the shore. In Luke's gospel, Simon has already met Jesus at this point. In the previous chapter, Jesus stayed with him and healed his mother-in-law. Simon notices that the crowd is pushing in, so he offers Jesus his boat so that he can teach from the water where the acoustics are better and everyone can hear. For a while, while he listens to this teaching, Simon can let go of his sense of futility, his frustrations, the empty, dirty net, while he listens to the promises of the kingdom of God. When Jesus finishes teaching, he turns back to Simon and he says, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Our fisherman is a little incredulous, but he knows Jesus and he trusts Jesus. So he and his partner go out into the deep water. What they find there is a catch so abundant that it begins to break the nets and sink the boat. Simon panics. He calls to the other boats, falls at Jesus' knees, proclaiming that he is unworthy of what is happening. But Jesus simply replies, do not be afraid. You are no longer a fisherman. Now your work is to be with people. Their futility is transformed into an abundance so rich that it was quite near to dangerous. It took the whole community to respond, to get them back to the shore. And from that moment on, they will never be the same. There is an invitation that Jesus makes to Peter that I think speaks to us across the ages as well. Put out into the deep water. When we are feeling swamped with the futility of our efforts, when we are feeling like there is nowhere to go, like we are not up to the task, like we have nothing left to give, in a place of life-taking stuckness, Jesus offers to get into the boat with us and go deeper into that place of emptiness. 
Now, there are two important ways in which this is different from just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. First, we must take Jesus with us to return to the ground of our futility, to ask harder questions of this place of life taking loss, frustration, emptiness, or disconnection. This requires us to take God with us. Because if we simply try to go deeper on our own, we will only end up on the surface of some deep water with some still empty nets. Second, Simon Peter goes with others, with his community, and so we must also go in community. I think many of us feel right now like we are already in deep water and we are drowning in it. When we experience futility, we often feel like there are no reserves, no well to draw from, or nothing left to give. And too often in these situations, our culture may ask us, how are you taking care of yourself? Are you practicing self-care? But many wise people, specifically in the social justice world, intone that self-care can only go so far. Community care is necessary. There are times when we are too tired to care for ourselves, too tired to give any more, too tired to trust our own goodness, too tired even to trust God when God says to us, you are beloved. And in those times, we must rely on the community to bolster us and hold us. We build faith community for that purpose, to go together into deeper waters, to learn together how to take God with us there. In fact, I think that's a part of what Jesus means when he says to Simon, do not be afraid, from now on you will be catching people. This encounter in the deep, this blessing of an abundance so great that it threatens to sink them, it has transformed Simon Peter from a mere fisherman into a builder of communities, one whose primary duty is not to a career or to sustenance seeking, but to people. In the last month, here at St. Matthew's, we've been exploring the spiritual practice of examen and spending time with each portion of the practice. The examen is this reflection practice that invites us to be present to God, to name what is life-giving, what is life-taking, and to practice gratitude, offering prayer, and ultimately looking forward in hope. Today, as we conclude this series, the story of the miraculous catch lends itself to exploring that final piece of the practice, looking forward in hope. A story like this one reminds us that no matter where we stand, whether we have experienced a great deal of life-giving moments this week or have had life taken so much that we are experiencing futility, if we know exactly what we are grateful for or if the only thing that we can come up with is that we ate today and we will eat tomorrow, no matter where we stand, when we follow Jesus' invitation to go deeper, we will find hope for the coming day. I believe that the practice of examen is a key tool on that journey into deeper waters, maybe like the ribs of the boat, if it were. 
I want you to return for a moment to that place of futility that I asked you about earlier. And imagine with me what it might look like to draw hope out of that place. Go there for a moment, that place where you are most depleted, the fear or the uselessness or the frustration or the emptiness that most curtails your spirit. And once you are fully in that place, imagine going deeper with Jesus at your side. What would it look like for you to draw a miraculous catch out of that emptiness? What would it look like for the place of your emptiness to produce an abundance instead? Who else is there with you? Who shares your loss and your wonder? And how will all of you be transformed by the hope that you encounter there? This, I think, is the power of the examen to go deeper into who we are and how we are and who we are called to be, to wonder with God about the hope that is available to us, and ultimately to propel us beyond the place of our emptiness. May we, like Simon Peter, Andrew, James, and John, hear this call for our own community, our own friendships, our own families, and go together into the deep water where hope will shake us free. Amen. This month at St. Matthew's, we are engaging in the spiritual practice of examen. The examen is a simple practice that invites you to experience God's presence, to reflect on your day, to pray into what's troubling you, and to look forward to the future. This week on the podcast, I'd like to walk us through that practice. So settle in, maybe take a deep breath. Maybe close your eyes and become aware of God's presence. Then review the last 24 hours or so with gratitude. What have you been doing over the last day? What has been especially life-giving in the last 24 hours? What did you do or who did you see that gave you a sense of joy or wholeness?
Has there been anything that has been life-taking in the last 24 hours? What depleted you or drained you or caused you to feel disconnected from yourself, others, or God? Take a moment and offer a prayer about what you found life-taking. Then, look ahead to the next day with hope. How might God surprise you with a hope that doesn't seem possible? Where is God's hope drawing you? Thank you for joining us today and for practicing the examine with me. This concludes our series on the examine, but you are most welcome to continue practicing it at home, in your journal, or with your family. I hope that this practice helps you to engage with what God is doing in your life and who you are being called to be. I look forward to seeing you soon, and in the meantime, I will leave you with this blessing to hold you in the week to come. Live without fear. Your creator has made you holy, has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. Go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with you always. Amen. Amen.